This is life. This is life. 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 This is life with Lisa Williams. Usually I have three or four things burning in my heart or I have three or four guests all lined up. But because I went to a women's conference this weekend and because I was kind of gearing up uh, for that behind the scenes helping um, and because my little boy, my oldest, has had a fever for the past 24 hours, my brain is in a funny fog and I got nothing for today's show. (laughs) Okay, if you're still listening, I still got nothing. I mean, I could tell you about how I saw someone crying this weekend. And I could tell you how God just showed up because I took some steps that I think are, I don't know, something that I've learned through my own pain. You know, I didn't pull back and give her space. I pressed in and hugged her and held her for a long time. Because when you're hurting, you want to be held. You want to be noticed. You want to be comforted. And then even though it is my nature to want to give somebody space and not be intrusive, I said, what's going on? Do you have anybody to talk to? Because you can talk to me. So I made myself available and safe. And then when she opened up and shared, I was able to, just because I've been through a lot lately and I've learned a lot through counseling, I was able to validate her feelings and echo them back to her and validate them. And then it just popped into my mind an idea um, that might help her. And when I shared it with her, she said, we've got to write all this down. So, so not only did God give me a chance to be with her in her pain, to help validate her feelings, but then as he is the, he is just the life giver. He is just the lover of our souls. He's the one who sees us. He was able to give me an idea that I don't even know where it came from. And it just flowed through me because he is so awesome, isn't he? He's just awesome. Man, when you make yourself available to him, uh, the sky is the limit. The heavens are the limit. One conversation I had this weekend with someone um, helped me understand the truth that when people are hurting, even though you might want to um, give them some space so they can hurt privately, I would like to suggest that you press in on them. They'll tell you to get away if they want you to get away. But what's worse than hurting and thinking nobody cares? I know it's not easy. I know that you have a list of excuses, don't we all? You're an introvert. You want to give them space. Well, you reached out once and they didn't seem to care. So I just want to give them space. And when someone is hurting, perhaps the right thing to do is to show them that you care once, twice, three times. This conversation I had with someone this weekend helped me locate myself, realizing that's what I wanted when I was hurting And sometimes the pain was increased by feeling a lack of care from friends. And so my takeaway, as they like to say, is that when I realize people are hurting, dog dang it, I'm going to press in. I'm going to press in. 
And if they want their distance, they can say, leave me alone, which is what a hurting person might say, but that's a risk that you can take, isn't it? And then seeing the woman crying and being able to live it out in that moment. I mean, the hugging part was easy. The part that was hard was, do you want to talk to me? I am safe. I will listen. I will not judge you. I will be present with you. I will just listen and be present. Um, That gave me a chance to actually walk it out. Being at a women's conference this weekend and getting so much amazing, emotional, spiritual, and physical information, heard some great, great thoughts about sweating and the sacred (laughs) and how God is um, interested in all of us, spirit, soul, and body. Heard some incredible thoughts on the deepest things of Christ Jesus. Just an an amazing conference um, called Be Strong. And I talked to producer Melanie Moritzky, who is actually the producer of the event. And she also helps to produce this show. But um, she's just a producer. She's just a mega producer. She, She said we could get the audio from the conference. And when I'm in India in a couple of weeks... Uh, she said that we can produce up some of that audio for you so that you can hear what happened at the conference. So that's something to look forward to. When I leave for India, which is the second week in November, I reached out today, kind of took a bit of a um, bold step and asked for prayer for my trip to India. I used to be very reluctant to ask for prayer because I felt like it was intrusive Again, that word, don't want to be intrusive, don't want to bother people, don't want, you know, don't want to take time away from people. I'll just stay and be my own little island over here. But my friend Becky Harling years ago said, when you ask people to pray with you and for you, you're inviting them into what God's called you to. So now you're sharing that calling with them and it's an honor. And I just believed her and it has really been a good thing for me to be open and ask for prayer. Um, It strengthened some of my relationships. It's helped to forge new relationships with some people and I don't feel so alone anymore. And so I reached out on Facebook asking for prayer for the um, trip to India because India Partners sent me a letter and one of the paragraphs in the letter said that if you are highly empathetic or a spiritually sensitive person, You especially need to ask people to pray for you before, after, and during the trip. Well, I am highly empathetic and a highly um, spiritually sensitive person. So that was kind of the double whammy of I need double prayer. So (laughs) I reached out to some friends. I reached out through Facebook. And now I'm reaching out to you just to say, hey, when I'm gone that week, I will make sure you've got some great shows to listen to. And that week, and even now before... And maybe especially after, if you would be praying for me, for my heart, I'm going to go to India with an open heart and I'm going to walk in the strength and power of God. This is my commitment to this experience, open hearted and not in my own strength. I did get a message from my friend, Amy Brady on Facebook, and it was really encouraging. She said, I will pray for you, but having experienced this myself going to India, um, And being a lot like you, she says, um, I walked and I ministered in the red light districts. And I can tell you that he is even and especially there. 
palpably there amidst the evil. It's so dark that his light shines brightest. You will be in awe. And then she said, I'm so excited for you. And I have to say, Amy Brady, thank you for writing that because my heart took a big sigh. And then you realize, hey, if you're a spiritually sensitive person, yes, you're going to be spiritually sensitive, but you will be sensitive to the power of God, light in the darkness, his presence amidst evil all around us. He is with us. And even when it's dark, even brighter. Thank you, Amy Brady. Those words of encouragement really went down into my soul. Just before I started talking to you, I was feeling so sad reading about the tragedy, the car that went into the crowd at the Oklahoma parade and four people Um, lost their life, including a two-year-old. And I was feeling so sad about everyone injured and the loss of life. And then I saw this picture. It's a screenshot that someone tweeted. And it says, we just heard an incredible story from one of our church members. He has an infant cousin, eight months old, in St. Angelo, Texas, that was near death. But received the heart of the two-year-old little boy who died in Stillwater and now is expected to make it. I had thought about talking to you about the Oklahoma tragedy and the loss of life, but I had decided not to talk to you about it because there was nothing redeeming. I couldn't think of anything redeeming and I just didn't want to say, well, that was terrible. And so I decided not to mention it. And while I'm recording this show for you, this pops up in front of me. There's the redemption. When there is pain, we are to look for the redemption as part of the healing. And so even though there are no words to describe the pain that that family must be feeling at the loss of that two-year-old baby, no words There is an eight-month-old who is now going to live, and for that, I can't help but feel thankful right now. It makes me think of my friend Patty Webster. She's my dear friend. She's a doctor. She loves helping people, and one of the things that matters to her the most in this life is organ donation because she has seen time and time again new life come from pain and loss. And then there's the redemption of life going on and the life of someone that you love and treasure being a part of someone else's life. I really should get Patty Webster to be on the show so you can hear her say it. She's much more eloquent and um, just amazing (laughs) when she shares, but I'm glad I could share that with you. I am going to right now go and share that screenshot and that tweet on the Life with Lisa Williams Facebook page if you would like to see it and share it. And now to close out today's show, it's seven-year-old Jesse Williams. You've been listening to Life with Lisa Williams. I love Life with Lisa Williams. What do you love about Life with Lisa Williams? I don't know. (laughs) I think it's weird that my kids call me Lisa Williams sometimes when they can't get my attention. Like in a store, they're like, Lisa Williams. And I always listen. Like, oh, does someone know my name? Yes. Yes, it's the paparazzi. Yes, I'm not taking autographs right now, children. (laughs) Today's show was brought to you by India Partners. 
To learn more about how they rescue children, come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. Hashtag thanks for listening.